We are here trying out our podcast equipment for day one of a possible day bajillion of Tiger Talk. Also, the name is figuring itself out. But my name is George. I am the owner of Tiger ATX here in Austin, Texas. And we are a one-acre wellness campus located in southwest Austin with a gym building, a physical therapist or two, and a chiropractor all on site and also sharing that gym with usually around five to ten personal trainers and a couple members. Um, so I mentioned the chiropractor and today with me is that chiropractor, Dr. Amanda Massey. Hello. Hey. I'm so glad that you're testing this out with me. This is like I was joking about earlier, kind of your house anyway. Like, It feels like my house. Um, this has been a great Great place to call home for my practice and for all of my patients, um, just because of the location and also just the atmosphere with the oak trees and the succulents and having so many great practitioners all in the same place that I can refer to has made it really great. Mm-hmm. being here. Your cacti have totally m- merged with our cacti well, so that- nicely. Yeah, right? I mean, when I first got here, I thought, succulents. (laughs) And I've had more people bring me more plants Mm. in the last six months than I've ever had plants. Now I have to spend time taking care of the plants. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, the oak trees are good, too. We get a lot of love about the oak trees. It's kind of cute. People drive down an old BK road and lose track of where they are, kind of. And then they're like, talk about how they're just feels different out here sometimes. I don't know. Right. And I think because of the way I practice, I have a very deep relationship with a lot of my patients and I spend a lot of time getting to know them and providing holistic healthcare options for them. Mm -hmm. They would prefer to see me in a non-traditional, less medical setting. Non-lab coat area. Correct. It's a holistic. Holistic and homey Mm -hmm. and... Wellness campus Wellness campus, right. <laughs> I like wellness yes. campus. Because most of my patients are active people, just like I'm a very active person. That's why I became a chiropractor. Is mm-hmm. I, um, I'm a horse person, mm-hmm. and I, my whole family, we grew up with horses, and I fell off of several horses. Mm-hmm. And when I was young, I broke my leg and had to recover from that injury. And that caused a lot of secondary problems growing up and when I was in high school I needed to see a chiropractor because of my back and having scoliosis Mm -hmm. and a recent fall off of a horse and it was amazing what I learned about the healthcare system and how you can affect the whole nervous system and the whole body just by touching the body and Mm -hmm. how important physical touch is for healing. Yeah. And society kind of bars us from physical touch. And that was pre-COVID. Like, you know, think about just hugging somebody. I haven't had a decent, like, a good, like, hug from a stranger or a kind of an acquaintance friend or whatever in six months or whatever. Like, just, and it's interesting how you said it was healing, you know, like, like that's a huge word. That's a big talk. It's next level wellness, holistic talk, like healing 
Yeah. Food healing. is healing. Water is healing. Apparently touch is healing, you know, like, yes. And right. So there's two different spectrums. You can have food that's harmful and food that's healing and mm. each person's body is different. And mm-hmm. so one food that could be healing for me is harmful for another person like spinach, for example, mm. high in iron, great food mm-hmm. for protein and antioxidants and nutrients. But for someone that has a histamine problem, mm-hmm. which happens, it's genetic. If they eat spinach, they're going to have hot, they're going to have hives and yeah. digestive distress. And so it's interesting how everybody's, everyone's body is unique. Yeah. Is there, I, I, I hear that a lot, um, and I don't disagree with it always. And like, wow, wow, we really jumped into this, by the way, but I'm down with it. Um, but is there not, I would usually say in theory, but that's just because I'm not using my words correctly. Is there not like a, a unified group of, from the factory directions for every human, though? Like we always say how everyone's different, but... I like to pretend in my head that, like, barring a full-on egg or broccoli allergy, if you were to drink water and only eat eggs, rice, and broccoli for two weeks in the adequate amounts, like, you'd be probably okay. Pretty amazingly healthy. Like, you might find, like, clarity in your mind pretty quickly, like, just from eating... Simple. Simple. Fair enough. I was about to say correctly, but I love simple. I used to have this, like... Philosophy, don't don't steal this anyone, but um, like what if we all had diets that was like the fewest ingredients? Ugh, like rice, beef, and spinach. Mm. Mm. And maybe olive oil, salt, pepper. Then you have to kind of start counting those, you know, but still that's six ingredients for a dinner. That would be interesting. Right. It'd be controlling, but kind of lots of these diets, trend diets are pretty control-based anyway, but... <laughs> I think it's best to eat seasonally. So, for mm. example, people that live on an island mm. and all they have is mangoes, fish, mm-hmm. and rice, yeah. that is their main staple diet. And mm-hmm. they can survive off of that with minimal nutrient deficiencies because the way those foods were created, they have a broad spectrum of nutrients in each food. You um you do DNA testing or DNA analysis, I guess, with people and food, I think. Yes. Part of your broad... We came in this as a chiropractic conversation, so one day we'll... Or one moment we'll talk about that, hopefully. But, I mean, you have a really interesting broad um, skill set that's not just chiropractic. What's the word for that? Oh, chiropractic. Chiropractic. I, I've been having problems with that for months now since you've been here. It's like, You're not the only one. Chiropractic. Chiropractic. Um, Chiropractory is like the funniest one cause it's like magician or <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm like not exactly <laughs> mm, ta-da um, but that's how people feel sometimes after your, your magic touch yes right um, chiropractic um, you have animal chiropractic which is immensely interesting to me and then um, kind of I guess you might have lumped it as uh, lumps a terrible word but uh, uh, holistic right so then nutrient analysis, the DNA. Right. Looking at how your genes express themselves 
can give you a lot of clues as to how well you digest certain foods, how well you absorb nutrients. Mm -hmm. And if you need support or supplementation in some of those areas, especially with detoxification, because as a society, we're exposed to so many pollutants in the air and Mm -hmm. our food and our water and our body is designed to package those byproducts that are toxic Mm -hmm. and eliminate them. Mm -hmm. And so if we have difficulty eliminating those toxins, either by, because we have like constipation type issues Mm -hmm. or even just difficulty packaging it and then eliminating it, Mm -hmm. then you're going to store a lot of those toxins in the liver and the visceral fat. And so that's why a lot of people have that belly fat that they cannot get rid of Mm -hmm. because there's, they're having difficulty eliminating right. some of those toxins. And then you're using elimination as, uh, I guess, poo in this case and the most. But um, there's also just a lot of our systems that eliminate, I don't want to say all the toxins, but some of them, yeah. Like Skin. Skin's Huge. amazing. Sweat in general. Uh, urine, I guess. Yes. Uh, ketosis, I guess. When you start peeing fat in its own way or am I overgeneralizing ketosis? Well, basically the fat breaks down to ketones. Yeah. So smaller molecules, then you can pee it out. Yeah. yeah. Like, but all those systems, quote unquote, have to or would like to be operating in harmony mm-hmm. um, to truly live like a harmonious life. Like I, I had a whole mind explosion on sticky notes this morning of, um, you know, we just literally can't um, accept ourselves or expect ourselves, excuse me, to have a balanced mental state because we don't have a balanced, none of us practically have a balanced body state. So we could all be a lot more gentle with us when we're having anxiety issues or this or that, knowing that most likely our bodies aren't in a balanced state close to what I usually call like factory requirements or whatever, you know, and where most likely our play happy joyful brain would just be chilling like what an like a dog or a horse or anything does when they're doing nothing they chilling not dwelling about some email or this or that like so i guess my big part was the imbalance of the body we could would all should be a little more gentle on ourselves about not clearly having a balanced emotional state right That goes to the parasympathetics versus sympathetics. Mm. And you being a yoga master, you understand how important it is to put your your brain and your body in that parasympathetic rest and digest state. So I think that's what you're trying to go go with. And that's been my journey as a chiropractor is that's why I said healing touch, because Mm -hmm. when you put your hands on someone and you're trying to affect how their nervous system communicates to the rest of their body. Mm -hmm. You have to help their body go into a parasympathetic state. You have to help them relax and trust Mm. and accept Mm -hmm. where they are. Yeah. That's the kind the Westernized word. The, the Eastern word would be submit. Like Mm. I, I need to submit you. You've worked on me. I would need to submit to you, trust your professionalism and experience and, uh, your good intention to heal me, basically. And, uh, you know, like, accept is fine, don't get me wrong, and submit's just another way of looking at it, but absolutely, yeah. That, 
it's a lot of um, a lot of energy work, you right. know, and a lot of people that aren't in any sort of hands-on or uh, close quarter uh, jobs like chiropractic at one end to hairdressers and massage and anytime you're locked in a small room with somebody with touch and it just unlocks a lot of stuff Mm -hmm. seems like Um, I get it through yoga teaching a little and then photography you know just being in a room with somebody who's got to be vulnerable so like accept that I can do the uh the my professional job or whatever Mm. energy yeah, so I was going to share a story, actually, um, about a pony horse that I worked on recently. Mm. And um, this little horse... Um, how, old, how old is a pony horse? Gosh, he's probably five or six. Mm-hmm. But he has a lot of potential for greatness. And he was shipped here from Florida, shipped to Texas. And um, in the process of shipping, something happened to him. Mm-hmm. And the owner had a accident on the horse and it was very traumatic for the horse and for her. Mm-hmm. And so after that, the horse did not want to be touched on its back and, and neck, like really, really nervous horse, mm-hmm. difficult to stand still, try to rear, try to kick, try to paw at you. Mm-hmm. And so I had been warned about this horse before I even went out to see the horse, I thought, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to wear my helmet just to adjust it. How heavy is a four to five year old horse? Well, a pony, pony. is less than a thousand pounds. But less than, no big deal. Most. <laughs> horses, you know, I used to ride horses as a kid. Like, I was so brave back then and now I'm just like, wow, this is huge. Like, I need to pay attention and make eye contact. and They are quick. Oh. Those feet are quick. They will kick you like that mm-hmm. if you're not paying attention to their body language. They'll bite you. Oh, right. Oh, that that horse too. bite. Oof. It's a painful thing. Oh, yeah. Joey was a biter. Mm. Anyways, he, um, I looked at him and I saw there were definitely some restrictions in his upper neck and his tail. Just in posture? You could just see it? Or how he moved? How he moved. Mm-hmm. He would hold his head in a very like flexed way and his muscles were just really tight in his neck and um, he wasn't able to lower his head and just graze comfortably. Mm -hmm. And so whenever you have problems with the upper neck and the, the very base of the spine, like the tail Mm -hmm. or tailbone sacrum for humans, that those are where your all your parasympathetic ganglion are ganglion are like big, massive, balls of nerves Mm -hmm. and um so that's that's the center for that and so just by adjusting those two areas and then getting him to trust me Mm -hmm. which is kind of a horse training thing but you have to work with the horse and use their body language and communicate to them with your body language Mm -hmm. one treatment and he the rider's already back riding the horse Mm -hmm. and feeling comfortable and building up her confidence and He's not running her over anymore, which is fantastic. Yeah. And it's like the. He's just more tr- ready to build a relationship with the owner now. He's just more trusting with humans because he's not in that sympathetic, in I pain. was traumatized. Yeah. I'm in pain. Yeah. It's hard to know whether he was in pain or not. Or just. But definitely guarded. Mm hmm. Body language. Right. Like, you ever seen that movie, Buck? 
Oh, no, Hannah. Come on, horse lady. Oh, my gosh. You're going to cry. Oh. Because it's a, the most telling story of this super experienced, like, 20, 30, 40 years of horse training experience. Grew up in kind of a show much buck. And, the, and he goes around and has seminars um, and trains people's difficult horses. It's in, incredible. And then theater. I saw it, luckily, in the theater, and then I've seen it again at home. But, like, there's a couple of cool horse movies I've seen. Uh, I forget the other one. I'll have to remember it or find you the name. It's about, like, these, I think, two Aggies or what, that... Unbranded. Unbranded. So that one's cool. Those are friends of mine. Yeah. Or Ben Masters. Oh, you're Aggies. Yeah, Yeah, you're an an Aggie. Aggie. I went to school with him. He's he's fantastic. That's a super cool movie, too. Don't get me wrong. It's beautiful. And then Buck, wow, just from a horse trainer perspective, and then how that translates into humans' actions and, and personalities and, like, you know, just treble horses or lots of treble people and things like that, you know? It's just like, it's, wow, it's a cool movie. Wow. Okay, I'll look it up. Yeah. We're going to have to like have blocks of sticky notes for things like our takeaways or whatever. What's the takeaway today? <laughs> yeah. That's why I brought the pen and paper. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's a pretty incredible thing. So that's, I think, something unique about my chiropractic practice is I really want to provide holistic care for people and be an advocate for them. Mm-hmm. The healthcare industry is really difficult to navigate nowadays because sometimes... If you have a problem, you're not sure where to go mm-hmm. and who to talk to about that problem. And unfortunately, your health insurance company is not going to be able to give you the right direction every mm-hmm. time. So that could be. And the kind of there's a bottleneck at your primary doctor or whatever it's called. You like you kind of all in most insurances that I've ever been in, I have to go to my primary doctor just to get. If I if I broke my foot, I would have to go through my primary doctor to get sent to a podiatrist realistically you know what i mean like i think that's kind of just one of those funny insurancey things where just an extra visit and then like i like to think i'm a well-educated person that's paid attention to my body and understands what laryngology or whatever <laughs> the, the one that's ear nose ear. and throat or whatever it's like all the words are in there it's like i get it like okay can i just go there because my throat hurts or but it's it's a system. It's a weird, huge, monolithic, going to be hard to fix or even adjust system. It's crazy. It's self-serving. Right. I think the the best thing about the primary care system is it it, um, it overlaps with the specialists. So that way, a good primary care doctor is going to look at you mm-hmm. and either be able to treat something non-life-threatening mm-hmm. or be able to refer you after that. And that's that's the system mm-hmm. and how it's taught. And so luckily, chiropractors, a lot of people don't know this, are trained to be primary care. Mm-hmm. And so we have those same skills. We just don't prescribe drugs mm-hmm. directly. We can refer you to a PCP if you need a drug. But there's a lot of things that you can you can solve without drugs. Yeah, and a lot of things that you can solve through you, if I'm not mistaken, kind of what you were just alluding to is one of the reasons you can request blood work for right. people, which some of my people on site were happy to hear when you were coming here. It's like, we have a resource on site now that we could work with and team with to figure out blood work. Is, that, is there another couple important things that you are able to do that someone that's not a doctor of chiropractic is... Typically, labs, mm-hmm. of labs, all sorts. Roger that. Um, 
I don't, I like to refer out for complex endocrinology hormone cases, but, um, <laughs> sounds like a smart idea, but I do like to work with people's nutrition and looking at labs to see if, if they have an infection or if they have a deficiency or if they're not producing enough stomach acid or if their adrenals or their liver, kidney are stressed, like those are things that I can help them with nutritionally before they become part of a system where they have to take drugs. Mm-hmm. Yep. So Just preventative care is key Yeah. if you're going to use nutrition as your medicine. Yeah, it is. Just harm reduction mm-hmm. and practices that promote longevity instead of distraction, things like that. And quality of life. Ooh. We all want to have, if we're going to live to be 85, we want to be going, mm-hmm. doing. We don't want to be restricted of our activities at that age. We, and we have all the knowledge and capabilities to be active and mm-hmm. healthy and happy at that age. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, you know, I take photos and I remember like distinctly being at like this Korean Korean uh, birthday party. Like they take the first birthday real seriously, and the grandpa just drops in a deep squat to pick up that kid. You know, and he's like eighty, clearly eighty plus, and just white haired and old Korean man, just like deepest squat possible. Like it was like yeah, like it's just like there, we know the practices. You know, now luckily, like we almost quote unquote don't have any excuse not to do what we could to quality, you know, to ensure a quality of life, a long, comfortable, strong, I like to include words like that, mm-hmm. you know, quality of life. You, you said it best. I like it. That's, yeah, I was going to say, what inspired you to start the gym? Mm. Was it, does it have anything to do with that, keeping that longevity going? Yeah. Um, I actually knew the owner of this place before uh, I bought it. So I trusted that it was a cool place in the first place. I came and I saw him uh, advertise in that community newsletter, whatever it's called, you know, the, the neighborhood Impact. one. There you go. He advertised in that, and I actually read it that one day. And Sorry. And uh, uh, reached out to him and was like, hey, I'll take your pictures. And, you know, and just came out and saw it. I was real proud of him because he and I used to work at Dell, and we used to be desk jockeys and just not healthy he wasn't very healthy and I was super young and you know he ended up like becoming like a bodybuilder and bought a gym and stuff it was kind of neat and I met my yoga teacher here Ashley who still works here so she's like super OG like she's been here before I've been here type of thing and then I met my um judo jujitsu coach here who was kind of the general manager of the gym back then so I ended up interacting with both of those two coaches, trainers, and learning a lot of yoga. And then once I got really good at yoga, I started learning martial arts and did like 11 different martial arts and ballet and all sorts of movement-based, martial art-based, strong brain training. I was doing meditation at that whole time. I eventually got a 200-hour yoga cert somewhere in there after I was laid off from my, my old corporate job. And um, this just became for sale, and it seemed like a really interesting investment. And uh, 
that's why I bought it. It was a really cool thing to hopefully step out of the corporate world and do. And luckily I've also adjusted some of my needs and wants and my spending. And luckily I worked very hard in corporate to now try, you know how hard I try not to work. Like I just try to enable cool people to help other people and, and uh, spend some time here from time to time. But you know, I'm also actively dressing and practicing my mind, you know, like at home, like doing weird yogi stuff of just relaxing and, and listening to my own voice. That's like next level yoga stuff. That's, you can't do that in a distracted world. So I don't know. Um, oh, yeah, we should go into that another time, the <laughs> transcending manifestation, because mm. I was going to say, I think one thing that's great about everyone that's here on Tiger Campus is mm. we all have the exact same core value that movement is life. And mm. if you're not moving, if you don't use it, you're going to lose it. Mm. You have to move it to keep it. Yeah. Yours is elite motion and performance, right? Right. Mine, if I ever like name branded my thing, would be movement and stillness. Yeah. Because I agree with you a thousand percent that everyone here is all about movement and proper movement and body alignment and strength and stuff like that. But um, I'm also that voice of stillness. Like that's the rest recovery part. That's like what sleep is, is your body's recovering. Like it's trying to process everything, both intake through eyes and ears and also intake through your big mouth hole. <laughs> right. The rest and recovery part. And that's the parasympathetics. Mm-hmm. That's key to recovery and being able to even take information from the environment and process it correctly mm. and then respond. Yeah. Correctly. Not even, let's take that word. I'll or just say clearly. Cl- clearly. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's a lot of corrects and you know, that's what, as we age, correct. Yeah. we, as we age, we're finding that right. Or there's a lot of ways and maybe we're not here to judge all the correctness of it all. But regardless, like as long as they're doing it and it's neat and like you can see it with clarity, clear interpretation. Yeah. I Ooh. like that. Clear and ideally virtuous. Um, uh, gosh, what was I going to say? I mean, I'll probably get into a heck of a lot of yoga, non-attached, yada, 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 but I got to back off, press the brake pedal on that one for a second. Oh, man, I could totally go down that <laughs> rabbit hole with you, though, because mm-hmm. I've spent years learning. So I told you this a long time ago, but when I first moved to Austin, mm-hmm. people were like, oh, Amanda, you need to do yoga. You mm. should do yoga. I'm like, oh. Because I'm very much a go, go, go type person. Very type A, high strung individual. And they're like, oh, you need to do yoga. I'm like, why? That's exactly why. And I started studying with an instructor named Stacy Loop here in Austin. And we spent over a year just learning how to breathe and meditate and manifest. And it's incredible. Everything in the last five years that I have meditated and manifested has mm-hmm. happened. Oh, that sounds like a good it's yoga teacher. Incredible. <laughs> well, the mind is powerful, right? Mm-hmm. It's not that the teacher did anything, but just guide me. But, mm-hmm. but my mind and me harnessing that power within 
is the powerful part. And mm-hmm. so everyone has that power inside of them to mm-hmm. heal and to achieve the their their own personal goals. Mm-hmm. Self actualization, you know. Just, yeah. That's another way to call what you're talking about, I think, like achieving your personal goals to become a better version, the best version of yourself, you know, things like that. Um, I, every time you say manifest, it's like, that's definitely one of those like frou-frou words, but it's, it's a neat one. And don't get me, again, there's tons of ways to label everything. I think manifest is a neat way. Like you created your life, so to speak. Um, and a huge part of manifesting might be, um, letting go of things that don't serve your life. And only within stillness and silence can you determine the two delineate the two and then also practice focusing on the good stuff mm-hmm. and completely letting go of the other non-serving things and that's you know manifesting like manifesting requires focused use of energy like that's what meditation is focusing your energy your focus yoking yoga the yoking your concentration like right it's like well, just like your corporate job, it mm-hmm. wasn't serving you for its, it served you for a while and it's not, it was no longer serving its purpose in your life at that time. And so mm-hmm. you just let it fall to the wayside. I was lucky forward. to let it fall. Like, you know, like you know, this gets real philosophical stuff. Like I feel bad for people that had like excessive mortgage or debt or uh, families that they were really in, indebted to taking care of. Like I luckily didn't have any of that. I could step away from corporate and so liberating like somebody asked like how can you be so relevant how can you always have a quote or a thought about what we just talked about and I was like it's because I don't spend all my good daytime energy for somebody else anymore corporate I was an awesome worker I could train people I could make cool um training documents and visual things and videos and audio and go teach people all around the world. But I don't have to do any of that anymore. It's like it's all focused on Tiger and and me and like my words and my music and stuff like that. I'm not there's not a drop of wasted energy anymore. Like you and I scheduled this two weeks ago or whatever. Like and within that time I've worked a little bit. And I've spent a lot of time chilling, restoring, recovering, f- listening to myself. Like, mm, I don't know. I do know. Excuse me. Sorry. You know. I know. Yeah. You've been mentally preparing, mm-hmm. subconsciously preparing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's kind of like when they say, hey, before you make a big decision, like make sure you eat and you sleep on it. Mm-hmm. Because... Your innate body knows what's right for you and what's not. Mm. Kind of have to listen to it. Wow. And then, like, if you made that decision in a stress state, think about the implications of that potentially. Correct. Ugh. Like when I heard something recently, like, hungry, tired. It was like a cute acronym. I forget what it was. Like, Whitney Cummings said it. And uh, it's like, no, I'm not going to have this conversation with my boyfriend at 4 p.m. Like, I'm guaranteed I'm hungry. I'm exhausted from my day. Like, I'm going to go home, do my things, shower. If you want to talk at 10 or whatever, great. <laughs> I was like, I'm not going to get into difficult things 
in a stressed state. Like it's, I'm better than that now, so to speak. You know, you have to learn things like these and then execute and practice on them. Mm-hmm. And especially nowadays, because we're, if you don't have those boundaries with people, mm. then you're not going to show your best self if you're making those decisions in a stressed state. Mm. So it's, you need to give yourself permission to take some time, center yourself, and then communicate mm-hmm. effectively with other people. Mm-hmm. It's clear to me that you do a lot of this. Like I remember the first time we did photos and video or whatever, and just the way you handled our scheduling. Remember how excited I was? It's like, you should do a lunch and learn at your business group on how to set up meetings correctly because that was amazing. Like She gave me two days, two times, pick one. Like I bet you if I had chosen a third one, you would have made some perfect adjustment, but I didn't need to. You gave me options. Never trust someone that doesn't give you options. You gave me options and... I had uh, a plan. I had a plan. Oh, it was so <laughs> easy. So easy. Even in the middle of Corona and we were all masked up and everything, like it was still like easy. Yeah. Mm. Well, I'm a good planner. That is one thing. And that's one <laughs> thing I think my patients appreciate is they want to go to a doctor that has a plan. Even mm. if I don't know all the answers, I have answers to options Mm. and so we can discuss options you get to make the choice Mm -hmm. but you're informed about your choices and Mm. I think people like that versus just going to the internet and trying to inform yourself is really overwhelming and stressful and it can be difficult for people Mm -hmm. especially if you're not in the right mindset Mm -hmm. especially if you're pain yeah sick thank you you're in pain I'm all I have chronic neck and back stuff and it's like the days that that's popping, it I'm a different person. And if the week that that's popping, I'm a grumpier person. Like, ugh, like I, I don't like those weeks or anything, you know? Like, I try to avoid them. I try to preventative care them away. Hmm? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Mm. Good talk, George. This wow. is an amazing talk. <laughs> I don't even know how to calculate all this, but uh. it says a thousand something here. But we can wrap up for now. Um, and there are so many cool other chiropractic things that we will talk about at some point with like the, the tools of the trade and, and uh, just maybe dispelling some of the typical myths of... Oh, right. We talked about that maybe. So I think that's a cool topic to talk about, talk about later or something. I think that would be a great one with Jonathan too because there's a lot of myths with physical therapists. Mm-hmm. And he could dispel some myths there, which I think would be great. No, you're going to have to add the microphone in here. I'm working on it. All right. Cool. Well, thank you so much. And thank you, everyone. Yeah, thank you for inviting me. All right. Bye-bye.